0: I gotta remember how to do this. Hello, you have reached episode 10 of the Riot and Frolic podcast. On today's episode, I'll be reading Silver Standard, which I'll link to in the notes. Hi guys, welcome to Riot and Frolic, a mostly ballroom dance podcast. I'll read dance posts from my blog, complete with the volume, emphasis, unintended sidebars, and accidental life lessons you'd expect. Hello. It's been a minute. I'll call this season two of the podcast. But today I'm reading The Silver Standard, which is a post from about 10 years ago. So good times. Let's go. I'm talking about the standards for silver dancers, not silver standard. (laughs) Dance joke. Bam. Um, Although they don't call it standard anymore. They call it ballroom. So the joke is kind of on me. Anywho, back a while ago, I told you what bronze ballroom dancers are expected to do that was on the previous episode it boiled down to what and when we're moving up in the world to the ye old silver dance expectations i'm not sure about my grammar on that sentence but it's okay check it it's easy one word even how in other words technique Sadly, moving to silver doesn't just mean you get new patterns or a shiny new class to join. If you're looking for patterns alone and couldn't care less about technique, there are a million bronze patterns and variations out there. That's why YouTube exists, yo. Or you can check out new teachers, new studios, and new dance venues and pick up patterns left and right, probably forward and back too. Dance joke. Bam. If you, these are still funny to me. If you want to progress in your knowledge and expertise of a not so ancient art form, then you should try out the silver level of ballroom dancing. Once you have mastered the bronze level. Let's assume you're doing all the things a bronze dancer should know how to do. Please give a moment or a week to honestly reflect on that. Violet is making dinner in the background in case you're hearing clinky, Don't mind her. While all those bronzy things... No. While doing all those bronzy things in silver, you're also going to work on how you do all them steps and timing, how you get from foot to foot, and how you dance on time. In silver, you will explore Swing and Sway, CBM and CBMP, super fantastic Latin motion, syncopations, body contact in the smooth and standard dances, interpretations of music, dynamic slows and quicks, long two in waltz, etc. If you're a bronze dancer and are already working on these things, great. Like Tony the Tiger said. If you're a silver dancer and have no idea what these things are, you are in trouble with me, personally. Don't make me come over there. If you think you're ready for silver, you should know these things before actually doing it. You should know all the bronze things that we discussed in the last episode. You should know the fundamentals of an open left and right box, including a heel turn or pull and all. What CBM and CBM refer to, even if you're not good at it yet, or really get what those are either. And the basic timing changes that could occur in a dance, like for foxtrot, slow, quick, quick, or one, two, three, four. For waltz, one and two, three, or one, two, and three. Cha-cha could be 2 and 3 and 4 and 1. Actually, it couldn't be in silver, but that it does. Or 2 and 3, 4 and 1, to name a few. And wouldn't you rather have someone say, Hey, aren't you in silver yet? Then, hey, why are you in silver? It is normal for people who take private lessons once a week to be in beginning for six months to a year. For bronze, for one to four years. And in silver, for two years to forever. You want to know what's after silver? Gold. We'll talk about that next time. Good time. So, as usual, I have a few notes on those words that I just read. That I wrote about ten years ago. I had a list of things that you would be hopefully working on while you are doing your silver exploration of ballroom dancing, like swing and sway, CBM and CBMP, more Latin motions, syncopations, body contact, blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to go back to some of the bronze things uh, because some of the egregious faults that I see In silver, actually stem from people not completing their bronze foundation skills. Um, I'm a big foot person. I like people to have good footwork and nice feet, probably because my coach always wanted me to do that. Um, And one of the things that I tend to see in bronze is people not doing the correct footwork and either because they don't know or because they don't practice or maybe often because they think that they're doing it and haven't really looked at it or uh don't aren't just aware enough of their own body as they're dancing to know if they're doing a toe lead or heel lead on and on and the problem with not figuring out your footwork in bronze is that if you're not doing the footwork correctly, I often have discovered that people aren't moving just correctly, period. Um, because your footwork is often a symptom of how you're moving in general. So if your footwork isn't correct, then a lot of your other leg work, literal leg work, isn't correct. And so, by the time that you get to silver, if you haven't figured out how to do your footwork correctly, you're probably not doing some other very foundational skills correctly, and then you're. Uh, this is a PG podcast, so uh, you're you're in a deal of trouble. <laughs> I'm not good at editing my own words right now. Um, You're in a deal of trouble because you haven't figured out how to do your footwork. So doing proper rise and fall in continuity footwork um, will be troublesome for you if you don't know that you're supposed to be doing a toe lead on three in waltz and or foxtrot. Well, the third step of a measure in waltz or foxtrot. So... Doing your footwork properly in bronze, I feel, is very important and one of the reasons that I kind of harp on that. But then you're going to be working on, if you're doing smooth, American smooth, you'll be doing continuity style footwork, which I remember the first time somebody said continuity style and I was like, I do not know. That word that you are using in the dance world context, it means that you're not putting your feet together on the end of a measure. So when you learn a box step in bronze, you go forward side together, back side together, and that is closed footwork, as opposed to open footwork, which is also called continuity style or is commonly used in waltz, foxtrot, well waltz, waltz and foxtrot for American style silver. Um, And that is when you do not close your feet on the third step of a measure, of a regularly timed measure. You would go forward, side, back, back, side, forward. So if anybody uses the term open footwork or continuity style footwork, that's what they're talking about. You're not putting your feet together on the end of each measure. Anyways, so as you start to do continuity style footwork or silver, waltz, and foxtrot, Um, the basic step change, the basic step structure changes. And again, if you don't have your footwork down correctly, it's going to be very difficult for you to take a step, a moving step, a traveling step on that third step of a measure Um, because your rise and fall is in a deal of trouble Again, Violet is eating dinner, so I have to make this PG whether I want to or not. Ha ha ha. And then um, the other egregious thing that I see happening, I hope I'm saying that word correctly. It sounds wrong right now. Um, the other thing that I see people doing incorrectly or just lacking is CBM and CBMP. So m- most of the continuity style for Walton Foxtrot makes you exist in outside partner position quite a bit, which is a fun acronym too. It's OPP. (laughs) Um, So while you're in OPP, you're in uh, outside partner position, you should be using some CBM and CBMP counter body motion and counter body motion position to make that outside partner position feel good. And like work, and what I've seen a lot of is when people switch to silver, they're like, "Yeah, new steps, cool," because it is a pretty cool style. Like this is when American smooth really starts to shine. Is when you get to do this uh, open footwork. So you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm doing this cool stuff." But if you're not using your CBM and your CBMP to create that outside partner position instead of doing like this nice kind of twisting action and using your whole body to create uh, a nice partnership where you can still stay close and create rotation and do all this stuff. You are using your arms like typewriter cartridges and you're just kind of pushing your partner from side to side and, well, it kind of works, it's not as beautiful and it doesn't create the ease of movement that is supposed to be created as you do these techniques that you should be working on in silver. So if you ever come to me for a lesson and you're doing passing footwork and you're not doing CBM and CBMP, I'm going to spend a whole lot of time. I'm talking about that and how to create it. Um, But there's also excellent other teachers, really excellent other teachers, so many other excellent teachers that can help you with that. But you have to listen to them and do it. Um, So I'm talking a lot about smooth, just because smooth has kind of the most uh, dramatic jump from bronze to silver because of that step structure changing. That's not that nothing changes in rhythm, but rhythm is pretty consistent in the step structure. Um, the biggest change that happens for silver rhythm is that there's more syncopations that can happen. So instead of your, uh, instead of your rumba being literally slow, quick, quick, the whole time, you get to do some more interesting things. Like maybe you do quick, 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 slow, quick, quick, um, or quick and quick or slow, slow or slow, quick, quick and slow. You know, those little, those little accents that make the dance a little bit more exciting. Um, but most of what happens in silver is that your, uh, body motion and your, your range of motion um, should have increased since your beginning and bronze days. And so you'll start to do more dynamics through your Latin or Cuban motion, which makes it more interesting and harder and better for you. Um, So all of those things are important to start in bronze, like start the foundational movements in bronze and get a handle on them Before you go to silver, because if you try to do your silver dancing without your bronze foundation, I don't know, there's some metaphor about a house being built on like a foundation of sticks or something. I don't know. You fill in the metaphor for that. Um, But you need to build up with a strong foundation. Um, Next time, which, you know, let's cross our fingers that it's next week. Uh, We'll go over the bronze. Nope. We'll go over the gold figures and ideas that we should be keeping in mind as we progress through the beautiful art of ballroom dancing. Thanks for coming and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you picked up what I laid down, leave a review for the podcast. Come back next time. And in the meantime, go forth and practice